0: Hey, weirdo, what's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to the final issue of Season 2 of Just Us Weirdos. We're a serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your powers might be. I'm Charlie White, the writer and creator of this show, and I'm so glad you're joining me here for the story today. This season on Just Us Weirdos, We've seen what happens when friends try to do their own things and go their own way without talking to each other. We've also seen what happens when friends take each other's feelings into account and make plans together. Right now, many of the friends are stunned on the streets of Quadropolis because a rocket ship has just flown down to the streets and grabbed every adult Mrs. work, fish-out-of-water's parents, their lawyer, everybody, and flown off into space, leaving only the weirdos behind. But it's not all the weirdos. There's one who has been absent through so much of the season. One person who has been doing her own thing. That's Dagny Work, the IT girl. Where is she and what she been up to? We're gonna find out today in the season finale. Now, before we get started today, I have a word of warning for any mature ears that might be listening. This show is full of immature content. By listening today, you're going to hear kids talking about throwing up, kids talking about punching a gorilla, and kids making a plan to destroy the property of one of the richest companies in the world. If any of this makes you uncomfortable, well... I kind of wonder why you're getting uncomfortable about a kid's podcast when there's a global pandemic happening. Chill out. And kids, make sure the adults in your life are doing okay. Because it's time to get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for issue number 38 of Just Us Weirdos. Game of the End, Part 2. Graphene lays flat on the streets of Quadropolis outside the increasingly ruined towers of Binary Consolidated. Around her are her friends, the Weirdos, Beninja, Teal Titan, Rainbow Chaser, and Fish Out of Water. Above her is a gigantic bubble of snot that has come out of Fish Out of Water's body. So, Graphene says, kind of gagging, Your new superpower is... snot bubbles? It makes perfect sense, Beninja says. There are many species of fish that secrete a mucus layer to keep them safe from diseases. Or like rockets, Teal Titan says. Beninja continues on as if he didn't hear her. Some fish are even able to use the mucus layer to help feed their young. Teal Titan turns green. Almost teal. OMG, now I'm gonna hurl. Enough fish facts, Graffian says. How do we make it go away? Fish out of water says, I wish I knew." And then he sighs. As he starts to sigh, he takes in a deep breath, and the snot bubble starts to close in on the weirdos. No! No! Wrong way! yells Graphene. Fish holds his breath for a moment. Then he breathes out. The bubble gets bigger. That's moving in the right direction, Rainbow Chaser says. The muscles in Fish's face are getting tight. He breathes out as much as he can, and when the bubble is quivering at its biggest size, he gives a little cough. (coughs) The bubble bursts around them. Teal Titan says, So, like, when you were with Rainbow Chaser, what superpower exactly did you wish for? Uh, there were technical difficulties. Fish says. I didn't exactly get around to making a wish. Rainbow Chaser snaps his fingers. But the recording, he says, it was playing back audio of our fight against... The snot rhinos, Fish says. So... Rainbow Chaser nods. So you've got snot powers. The ninja says, you're a snotfish now. Fish Out of Water opens his mouth to object to this new name, but the sound of a charging laser grabs his attention. A rampaging laser gator is about to blast the weirdos. Instinctively, Fish throws up an arm, and it covers with a snot layer. The laser gator blast hits him harmlessly. A grappling gorilla sees the weirdo standing up from where the rocket just took off, and it moves towards them. Like, I really want to hit something, Teal Titan says, but I'm worried these animals might be endangered or something like that. She looks down at the fire extinguisher that Beninja had filled with teal paint. The nozzle is now solid teal from the few times she's used it. As the gorilla charges, Teal Titan grabs the nozzle and rips it off. Instantly, the teal paint explodes out of the extinguisher, staining the ground around them for 6 meters with teal paint. As the gorillas draw near, Titan punches a fist straight into the concrete of the ground below. The gorilla reaches to grab her, but she lifts up, and she ends up lifting up the whole road like ice cream being scooped. The gorilla feebly attempts to grab at the concrete shield, but Teal Titan keeps pushing on it. She traps the grappling gorilla and the laser gator in a roll of concrete. While she's rolling the animals up, Three rope sloths descend from above and land on Beninja. They wrap their arms around his arms and legs, pinning him to the ground again. But now that Mrs. Work has been carried away by a rocket, and the strange rainbow light is no longer sapping his power, he goes back to one of the oldest tricks in his book. Slippery essence of banana exudes from his skin. And no matter how much the rope sloths try to grapple him, they can't keep their hold. He scoots away, and the nanoscopic banana tech machines crawl back onto his body, reforming his bright yellow samurai armor. He extends one hand, palm up, and a banana seems to grow between each finger. Eat justice, he yells and in one swing of his arm, he throws all three bananas at the rope sloth's feet. They scramble and try to get away, but it's too slippery, and their feet can't help but land on the bananas the Beninja has just thrown. Graphene comes in for the assist, using her fingertips to draw ropes over the backs and tying them in place. While the weirdos fight, Rainbow Chaser runs back to his van. Storm runner! Get me radar and CCTV footage of their surrounding areas. The screens inside his armored van come alive, showing that the half dozen animals the weirdos have just bested are a tiny fraction of the force who is coming for them. For blocks and blocks around them, armies of laser gators, grappling gorillas, snot rhinos and rope sloths are coming for them. And at the head of this army is something rainbow chasers never seen before. A massive tiger, nearly two meters at the shoulder. Weirdos, watch out! He yells over the loudspeaker in the Storm Runner. Graphene is the first to respond. She sees the tiger, who is now running straight for them. She jumps over a car, dragging a finger behind her to sketch a long, curved line like a catapult's arm. At the far end of the line, she draws a massive net. The tiger runs closer, and as Graphene snaps her machine into reality, the arm she has drawn swings the net toward the tiger. Her aim is perfect, but then something weird happens. As the weirdos watch intently, they see the black stripes of the tiger dodge left around the net which seems impossible, because they could swear that they also see the orange stripes of the tiger dodging to the right. Holy unzipping tiger, Graphene yells. As now, what seems like two tigers pounce on her simultaneously. Impossibly, the tigers seem to go through her. And once they've passed, the weirdos see her completely wrapped up inside the black stripes of one of the tigers. Or, more accurately, one half of the one tiger. The weirdos try to make sense of the scene they're looking at. There was only one tiger coming toward them, but somehow it unzipped and it became two tigers. When they look at the black stripes, they see straight through them to the inside where Graphene is trapped and when they look at the orange tiger, they see straight through it, to a space just waiting to trap another weirdo. The orange tiger stripes turn and pounce towards Fish out of water. Fish throws up a snot shield, but within less than a minute, that simply means he's trapped inside the orange stripes of the tiger with a bubble of snot wrapped around him. How do we beat this? Graphene yells from inside the black stripes. I'm working on it. Rainbow Chaser shouts from inside the van. Then he looks at another one of his screens and he sees four more Zipper Tigers inbound. Work faster, Beninja yells as the superpowered cats close in. Graphene and Fish Out of Water struggle to escape from between the prison bars of the Tiger Stripes. As Beninja and Teal Titan go back to back to try to hold off the new incoming Tigers. As the Zipper Tigers get closer, a sound echoes all around them. Incoming binary hunter drones, the ninja yells. They're flying faster than ever and heading straight for the weirdos, faster than even the tigers. I don't know how we're supposed to win here. And just before the hunter drones impact the weirdos, the drones stop, and they swivel around in midair. Their sticky-foot cannons blast at the incoming zipper tigers and glue them to the ground. All up and down the streets, hunter drones are targeting the animals and safely gluing them to buildings or cars or to the street itself. Prismatic light shines down from two more drones near Graphene and Fish Out of Water, and it seems to dissolve the stripes of the zipper tigers surrounding them. With the animal subdued, the drones turn toward the weirdos. One hovers directly in front of Graphene, who is getting back to her feet. She quickly draws a sword and a shield. But as she moves to pop them out of the ground, the binary hunter drone speaks. Amina Emparo, the drone says, addressing Graphene by her real name. Please stand down. Ms. Work would like to speak to you. Graphene swings her graphite sword in a powerful overhand blow, splitting the drone in half. I'm done talking to her. But another drone speaks up.
1: Ms. Work will not fight
0: you. She calls for a truce. But Ninja summons a banana and arcs it perfectly into the motor of this drone. It flutters, then flips upside down and flies straight down into the ground. We're not interested in talking to Mrs. Work. Dies, Teal Titan says. Didn't we, like, just see Mrs. Work carried off into space? Yeah, Fish says, along with my parents and their lawyer. And Bernie Connors and Mrs. Ponzone, says Graphene. Teal Titan shrugs. But, like, the drones aren't talking about Mrs. Work. What do you mean? Graphene says. But the drones ignore their conversation and drone on. On behalf of Binary Consolidated, Ms. Work has extended you a gift as a sign of good faith. The weirdos who happen to have phones all hear a ping sound at roughly the same time. Beninja pulls out his phone to see that his Binary App Store account has been credited. One thousand dollars. You can't just buy us, Beninja yells. Then his phone pings again. This time, he gets a text that Jodande Enterprises has been cleared of all wrongdoing in the NSC Genesis attack. And that Kirby Kuramoto, Beninja himself, has been named as the company's new director. You can't... H- hey guys, Beninja says... We, we could do a lot of good things with this. Ms. Work will not fight you, a drone says. She simply requests your presence on floor nine and a half of binary towers. The weirdos look at each other. What do you think? Graphene asks. I'm sick of her dividing us. We don't go unless everybody says yes. Fish shrugs. We saw her carried off to space. This is probably just some computer program that that's going on autopilot. I say we go. Teal Titan hacks a few paint-filled water balloons. If there's like a computer, I can smash it. I'm down for going. Rainbow Chaser steps out of his van. I'll go if you all want to, he says. But Ninja nods his head. If I'm not allowed to say, weirdos weld up, as a battle cry, can I say, weirdos work together? Not everything needs a battle cry, Graphene says. But whatever. Weirdos work together. It sounds better when I say it, the ninja says, as the team moves into the wreckage of Binary Tower and trudges up the stairs. Nine and a half floors later. The weirdos cautiously step into the shining black room that is the secret Binary Consolidated Superpowers Museum. The floor is sort of a mess. After all, a rocket just took off out of this room. But there are still several well-lit areas around the room, although many of the artifacts that were housed there are now missing. One still remains. The sign indicating that it is the proactive, artificially intelligent customer influencer. This is a massive octagonal computer, taller than an adult. Since graphene last saw it, the machine has been split into two pieces. Sitting in the middle of this is Butlerbot, Beninja's old robotic assistant. Except it's not quite Butlerbot. As the weirdos look closer, they see that dozens of wires connect from the bisected pieces of the giant computer and go into the head of Butlerbot. Below the head is not the robotic body they'd expect to see. Instead, it is Dagny Work, who wears the robotic head almost like a mask. Uh, guys, Fish Out of Water says, that looks super, super villainy. Do not worry, sounds a voice in their minds. It is me, your friend, Dagny Work, the IT girl. Although we only treated him like our driver, I have come to learn that Butlerbot had superpowers, just like we do. Their power worked very much like my technopathy, except instead of technology, Butlerbot could sense superpowers. I have merged my mind with theirs. Isn't that just what your grandpa did with the NSE suit? Graphene asks the ninja. He nods and opens his mouth to respond, but Dagny keeps talking. It's not just the six of us, she says, still speaking telepathically. I can feel them. There are weirdos all around the world, And they need our help. With Mrs. Ponzone in space and the Caduceus machine destroyed, there are super-powered animals everywhere causing havoc. Every kid out there who has a superpower doesn't know how to work together. And I think we can teach them. Graphene steps towards her friend, which is quite surreal as Dagny seems almost unconscious in the giant machine. Still, Graphene waves a finger in her face. That's pretty rich, coming from you. You've been sneaking around for weeks, making your own plans, and doing all these things without talking to the rest of us. I'm your best friend, Dagny, or at least I was. I don't even know if I can trust you. I don't even know who you are. Inside the machine, Dagny does not seem to wake up, but they see and feel her flinch at Graffin's words. But her voice comes back into their minds with telepathic confidence. I did what had to be done. I have removed our enemies, and Binary Consolidated now belongs to me. I am Ms. Work. Beninja gasps. And Fish nods. You're still not doing a good job convincing us that you're not a villain. That's it. That's season two. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it, and we promise you're not going to have to wait a long time until season three. Although, I've still got to write it. I don't know what happens next either. But while you're stuck at home, you can find us online at justusweirdos.com. There, you can subscribe to the show, you can buy t-shirts, and you can submit your ideas. I've heard from a few listeners that they really liked the Villainous Letter segment we used to do, and the only reason we stopped doing it was because we didn't have enough ideas coming through. We're happy to bring that segment back if you give us some of your ideas. This is a great time to find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook at Just Us Weirdos. You can follow us with your own account or ask your parents to follow us if you don't have an account yet. There we share the artwork that listeners send in, and you can send us questions or ideas about the show. You can also always email us at hero at justusweirdos.com. I'm grateful to my musician friends. Joe Carnwath wrote and performed our original theme music with trumpet by James Carnwath. You can check out Joe's music online at joekarnwath.com, or find him on Spotify. The song you're listening to right now is Cinderella, used by permission from Love Hustler, who you can also find on Spotify. But I'm going to do something a little unusual for this season finale. Another one of my musician friends is Jewel Curtis, who wrote a song that was not written for Just Us Weirdos, but when I heard it, I thought... He captured the spirit of this show perfectly. I'm going to close this out today with Joel's song. You can find more of Joel's music at joelcurtis.net. And you can hear me say before we wrap up, thanks for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. Keep on listening to hear the Sidekick Song by Joel Curtis.
1: Get home around dawn, Hang my cape up by the door I nurse the cuts and bruises I accrued the night before They're gonna hurt like hell later It ain't easy fighting crime But I know just why I do it It ain't for the headlines See, I am just a sidekick I never make the papers I only ride along on about half the capers I'm not doing this for glory I'm in it just to see My city sleeping like a baby One more night because of me Do I feel a little overlooked? Well, I thought you'd never ask People mostly wanna know Who's behind the hero's mask my colors are duller and my cape's a little smaller. He's faster, stronger, smarter, and most of all, a whole lot taller. So it does get a little lonely at the edge of the spotlight, kicking ass on the side, almost super, not quite. I'm not doing this for glory, I'm in it just to see. My city's sleeping like a baby, one more night because of me. And I suppose it's true Nobody grows up dreaming of being number two But we're not all cut out to be heroes in the end So i swallow my pride to walk outside and save the world again See, I am just the sidekick at the edge of the spotlight In the shadow of the hero service so what's right. I'm not doing this with glory. I'm in it just to see. My city sleeping like a baby one more night because of me. Even though I know it's mostly not because of me.